So you want to make more money from your courses and your clients, but you've got like no money to actually get more people and no time to bend over backwards. This is the episode for you. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of kdoster.com. And as always, I'm super excited to be in your ear holes today. And this week's episode is brought to you by my free video mini course, freebies that serve and sell guys, where I'm going to show you in just three short videos and some bonus ones because I heart you a lot, how to create and promote a freebie that attracts a list full of buyers. That means people who are actually interested in opening your stuff, responding to your emails, and honestly being turned into fans for life. And you can get this 100% free gift by heading on over to katedoster.com forward slash freebies. Now in today's episode, we are actually going to be talking about something we have not covered on the show. So you guys know we've talked a lot about things like Pinterest marketing. We've talked about SEO. We have talked verbatim about how to grow your email list, how to nurture your email list, conversion tactics, copywriting, all of that juicy goodness. But when it actually comes down to running a successful, sustainable business, one that actually has predictable income, you really do need to focus on your marketing and lead generation, your nurturing, of course, and your conversion. But the missing piece of the puzzle and where people are leaving a lot of money and honestly goodwill in the table is actually their customer service experience. Now, I'm not just talking about having a chat box on your website, which is super awesome. And I'll put a link to the one that I use down below here as well. What I'm talking about is going above and beyond for the people who have actually opened up their wallets and voted being like, you know what? I trust you. And I think that you are awesome, which is why when I wanted to tackle this subject, I went to one of the best students that I have in love your list. Although honestly, all of my listies are fantastic. Let's just be real. Robin Kyburn. So Robin Kyburn is of optimize and grow That's right. We have another Australian interview guys. I could listen to Robin talk all day. Now, It is optimized for the record with an S and not a Z like I first originally thought. So make sure you spell it correctly. There's a link in the show notes because she is going to give you an amazing free gift. So that way you can actually do an audit to make sure that you're actually having an excellent customer service experience. And this isn't just about like spending like 80 million hours in your inbox, guys. We're talking a lot in this interview about key tools and automations that you can set up. And some of them, honestly, it's going to take you like five minutes to do this, but you are going to reap the reward customer after customer after customer. So in in this particular episode, guys, we are going to cover, of course, those unique ways that you can show up for your people online, whether it's on social media, on their inboxes, even how you can present an invoice in a way that people are going to want to pay. We talk about Robin's actual, how she got into this optimized and growth online business because she's had several. At one point, she was actually running an e-commerce, a magazine, and so much more, but I will let Robin go ahead and do that. And Robin goes ahead and she's brave enough to share with us some of her darker moments of entrepreneurship. Because like I said, this year on Inbox Besties, we are really trying to get to the heart and soul of what it is to actually drive a business. And it's not always sunshine and rainbow sometimes things can get a little dicey, but it is how you actually move forward from it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and meet Robin. All righty, Inbox Besties. I am super excited as always to bring you my guest today. Robin is, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. She is one of the students of Love Your List, but she has such an amazing business. And I feel like it really does bridge this gap because like we talked about a little bit in the intro to the show, you know, we focus a lot on actually getting leads. And in my personal case, we talk about nurturing and getting those conversions. But a lot of us, we'll be honest, sometimes tend to drop the ball with the customers that we actually have. And the truth is, is one, I know everyone that's listening to this show wants to have that amazing impact. So we need to be taking care of our customers. And two, sometimes it's just some simple changes or things that we didn't even think of until afterwards. So Robin is here to sort of sprinkle us with her fairy dust to make sure that we actually have a system and process in place to actually get those retention rates, people coming back more. Basically, it'll be like the most hidden revenue model because Robin, I'm sure you can agree with this one. You know, once someone gives you some money, it's a lot easier for them to give you more money later on if you do it. Yes, 100%. Because, and all of the stats back that up as well, that it's so much easier and cheaper to get someone to buy from you that's already bought from you. 
So I think focusing some of your marketing efforts there is definitely well worth it. And we're going to talk so much about it. So Robin, why don't you go ahead and introduce everyone, let them know where they can find you and all that juicy goodness. Awesome. So my name's Robin Kyburn. I am a business development and digital marketer from Optimize and Grow Online. I'm based down in Australia. And um, we, I focus on a whole lot of um, online business stuff, but at the minute we're focusing on customer experience uh, across all kind of avenues of the business, but specifically in the digital marketing space um, and how you can make your customers, you know, build that connection and that warmth with you rather than, uh, you know, the spammy salesy kind of feel. Oh, y'all know we hate that here. So exactly <laughs> that's do- why I love your program. <laughs> so exactly- how to do it without the icky factor. Right. Cause it's like, you know, I don't sell to people. They just buy for me. And this is the mentality that we have when we sort of go at that with that service, but also thinking of selling really, it's just like, I'm going to give you all the bits of information that you need to have in order to make the best decision for you. So what exactly do you mean by the customer experience? Like, is this like my invoice and my tech works or like, what does this entail? Yeah. So if we think about how we want the customer to feel when we're sending them that invoice, because a lot, I mean, especially the solopreneurs, you get that kind of Oh, you know, that not in your stomach, especially when you're new to the game, I've got to send that invoice or I'm, you know, oh, I've got to send that contractor or something like that and think, okay, well, how can I make that experience pleasant, not only for yourself, but for the client receiving on the other end, how can you make it an easy yes? You know, so you have that, you know, what's your easy yes offer that you can have for email marketing, but how can you, you know, reduce the hurdles with the client? So how can we, you know, whether that's the wording in the email when you send that invoice, whether it's just making it pretty, if it's once they've paid the invoice, you send them to a nice thank you page or you, you know, send them a gift, you know, whatever it is that ties in with your business, but how can you make that experience of that one customer touch point? How can we make that a nice experience? Because if the customer enjoys that experience, like, you know, even if you go to a shop or a cafe or something, if you have a terrible experience, you go and tell all your friends about it. But if you have a great experience or something different and it catches your eye, then you go and tell all your friends about it or you rave about it or you review it or, you know, and then that has the flow on effect, you know, for that business. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. I love everything that you're saying. I'm just like nodding along, like taking Ferris <laughs> notes. I'm like, relook at your, your thank you pages. I'm like, I know I think I have Parks and Recs gifts, maybe, but that is something that we tend to forget about, especially for those of us who are in the digital product business. We tend to forget, like, if we create a product two years ago, it's like, what does that sales page look like? What does that look like? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, wait a minute. Like, what exactly is going on here? So before we get into, especially, I would love to talk about some of the unique things that you see in the space and also some problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to know a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship. So like, was this something that like you were climbing the corporate ladder and you're like, screw this, I'm going to do it on my own. Like, were you always entrepreneurial? Like, how did you get into this business? So my journey began like many, many moons ago um, after I left university. And not long after that, I had my first baby or found out I was pregnant anyway fast forward through there and about six weeks after he was born I was like I'm bored what can I do but I can't I don't want to send him to daycare so let me just create something that I can do from home um, (laughs) using the skills that I have Um, and then at the time that was a website and graphic design business and then that kind of grew and it changed to things like helping people with branding and coaching that kind of business development in terms of the marketing side and then I've done some other things like bought a magazine and ran that for a while built an online store Mm -hmm. um built uh partnered with someone else to run a big national event um yeah and then this kind of business after my third baby came along I really wanted to focus in on what I really enjoyed about all the stuff that I'd done Mm -hmm. And pick that out and go, okay, let's get back into it and do this now as a, you know, more of the consulting kind of business. So here I am 12 years down the track. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of fell into it and it's just kind of evolved over time. Answer your question. <laughs> it does. Uh, the reason why I was smiling while I was laughing is because like y'all know, cause you guys are listeners of the show. 
it seems like, especially for inbox besties audiences, it is always that first baby that pushes us into entrepreneurship. You guys all know that I got fired from my corporate job for having a baby. We talked to Andrea Thompson who did scratch me not. And after she had her first baby, she didn't want to go back to the architecture firm. It was a thing, but we could not sit at home still. <laughs> like I think that's yeah. a trademark. Uh, we love our children, but like, I can't, like, we just don't have our bones in our body. And I think what I really love about the stories, one, you didn't have to get fired, but <laughs> two, yeah. how you tried out so many different things. Now with trying out the so many different things, is it, you were just kind of like fluttering along or did things not feel well? Like, did any of that just sort of like go south and you're like, yep, yeah, never, never again. Yeah, so I was kind of running them all at the same time. So what happens is, you know, build up to a stage where I'm like, well, that's just running easily now. So now I'm bored and I'll go and do another thing. And, you know, or things, you know, opportunities pop up and I thought, yeah, cool, let's do that. And then that kind of morphed into this. I can't just let it peter along. We've got to like make it really good. Um, so that, yeah, running all of those things at the same time was definitely not something I would advise. <laughs> Well, um, we know that we're not normal. Like that's the other thing about Inbox Bestie. It's like we are just so on a different beat with our drummers. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, yeah. I just wouldn't have like three companies running at the same time. That just is not very productive use of your time. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. What was your question? <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> No, no, it was quite all right. No, not a problem at all. No, we were just talking about how you sort of knew when it was time to transition out of those things. So you would say yes to opportunities where they mainly like short-term or long-term. I know you had mentioned that you were running like a large event. So obviously that probably wouldn't be like long-term as in forever. Or like you said, you would build something up to a, a point and then you would try and attract something new. Yeah. So with the magazine, built that up to a point and then I realized I don't really because I had multiple things, multiple businesses running. That wasn't my favorite thing to do. Um, so I sold that. And then I sold the online store as well. And then kind of, you know, kind of uh, scaled it back, let's say, to kind of find what I was really interested in doing. Mm -hmm. And then I fell into the digital marketing side after you know, baby number three came along and I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm bored again and I need to start something new. Um, <clears throat> and I tried going back to a corporate job and I just can't sit in the white cubicle and be creative. Like that's just not the right space for thinking outside the box. Right. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm doing this, but in this journey now, which has been about three years with optimizing grow online, I've just in the last sort of six to 12 months, become very jaded with a lot of the people in that space who are promoting things and pushing things in a really not uh, nice connected way. Like it's not, yeah. it's building business, but it's not building, it's not valuing the person on the other end of that sale. It's not, um, I don't know, to me, it doesn't seem like a long-term strategy to build a business. It kind of seems like quick money in the door and then happy days. Like, but that's not, that just didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then the more that people were coming to me and asking for that kind of work, the more I was like, okay, this, I'm just going to push off of that. That's not where I want to be. It's not what I want to be known for. Um, and then moving into this space where it's building customer connection, even through automation, because I love automating things. It's, I think it's amazing, mm -hmm. but how can we bridge that gap? to make the customer on the other end feel valued and not just like being pushed through a funnel. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I definitely know what you mean. I'm like nodding my head with all this. We call that the Billy Brohim, as you know, um, approach <laughs> we talk about. And uh, love your list, guys, which make sure you get on the wait list for that if you haven't already. Or maybe you guys can get into the cool masterclass. Just you're going to have to click the show notes to find out who can get into on that right now. But um, it seems like a lot of the things that you were seeing in your personal industry was a lot of that sort of cast a wide net. It's almost like the turn and burn is what all the cool like copywriters that like with the yellow highlighter, even on the internet screen, like to call it. And they were going for, well, you get 10,000 people bra, then you convert like one of them and then just like upsell, upsell, upsell. And then you just like burn it, the list basically. So I love that you saw even in just, I'm sure just even then that slight tweaking of your message about 
really building customer experience, it probably turned off a lot of those people who, like you said, were a lot of like the turn and burn type of a people, you know, bleed the audience dry type of situation. Yeah. And a lot of them as well, like even a lot of the co like business coaches out there, I found them, okay, here's your funnel picture. You know, you can see that funnel picture where it's got the top, which is these are your top of funnel and your middle funnel and the bottom of funnel. And here's your people falling through. And then they do nothing with the people that fall out the bottom. Like that, that's not their issue anymore. They just want more people pushing in the top and that's what they're promoting. I'm like, well, what about these people? So maybe that's not for them. How can we get them to still be, um, you know, happy enough with the business. Like they don't have to buy, but if they enjoyed that experience or they, okay, yeah, that person's really, really interesting or nice, or I like the way they do business or I like the way they think, but that's not for me right now. You still want them to go out into the world and say, oh yeah, you know, this coach or this person is doing this really cool thing. You should go check it out. Not like, oh, that is such a spammy thing. Don't ever go and check that out. I love that. I think on, it was copy blogger as many, many moons ago that I read this, try to credit your sources guys. And Sonia Simone was talking about, she called it like the second level fans. So it's like the first tier is like the people that buy from you, that rave about you, that are just like, I'm in this program. It's great. The second level are the people that maybe like you just said, aren't ready to buy from you quite yet, but because they had such a pleasant experience, they're going to tell everyone like, Oh, you need some of the dev customer relations. You're going to go to Robin. Oh, you want to learn how to do print on demand. You're going to have to go to Adrian. So like, that's so nice that that's what you're thinking about. Because I mean, if we're going with like Billy Broham and his math, cause we both know we do illogical numbers and conversions for us, but them it's like what one to two, maybe 10% of a list in their opinion would ever buy. And 10% is huge. So I love that you're focusing on the other 90 people. <laughs> like that's 90% of the people that you're attracting. So you need to make sure that they're treated well as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying like all of them need to be for you and all of them need yeah. to be advocates because that's just not going to be the case. Like that's just human nature. But there's like, you know, um, if you sign up for a digital e-course and you never actually get that one-to-one -one time with the person, how can you make that a special experience for them so that they tell their friends? So is it like a handwritten note in the mail or even just, even if it's a printed note, you know, it's a real tangible thing then when you're coming from the digital landscape. Is it like a follow-up? Lots of them that I've ever signed up for because I love to sign up for stuff and see how it's run. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you do the course and then there's no follow-up after that. It's like, okay, so do you want to check in and see how they're doing with the course? What are they doing with it? Do they need to that? Even that just that simple email of like, hey you know have you forgotten about it you signed up for it a million moons ago and is this something you need to go back to because you sign, you know you sign up for lots of stuff and you hey besties kate here so i just want to interrupt this amazing interview to remind you about the back to business bundle giveaway that's going on right now until september 17th only and inside the back to business bundle giveaway which you can get by heading on over to back to business bundle.com you are going to be able to get your hands on seven courses two bundles 26 email templates one coaching contract two audio trainings and 250 dollars worth of free stock photos and did I mention five pre-made Trello boards? And one of them is actually gonna teach you how you can grow a list building giveaway, just like the one that you're running. So what's the catch, what's the deal? Well, when you head on over to backtobusinessbundle.com, it's gonna ask you for your email address. You're not gonna be added to my actual list, but instead I am going to be sending you a link to a super secret gift page and password. From there, you're gonna go ahead to the super secret gift password and page, of course, and choose from the over 13 valuable free resources that are located for you. And these aren't just like your standard cheat sheets or a quiz. No, no, these are actual things that my contributors charge money for. We're talking anywhere between $79 to something that's honestly worth over $300 you're getting for free. Pick and choose which free items that you want by clicking on that old button and signing up for the gift from the own person's website, which means guys, you are not going to be added to 13 different people's email lists and get 13 different types of sales emails all the time, constantly, when you're like, hey, I just wanted to see what was in this bundle. Yeah, no, that's not the way it works. But there is something that you need to know since it is only going on until September 17th at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time PM, guys, you're going to want to get over there now. And honestly, even if you're like, oh, well, I've got like a week or like five days, 
Why would you want to have an uglier website, not as many people on your Facebook lives, and not email your list and potentially get sales? Because guys, I am giving away a three-part series that someone has used to actually not email their list in forever and land a high-paying coaching client after just the first email, and she hadn't talked to her list in forever. And all you need to do is head on over to the backtobusinessbundlegiveaway.com right now. And it's even just like, it's just a simple email and it can only be like one or two lines, but it's that, oh, this person cared enough to check in on me and see how I'm doing. Oh, I should really go back and check that course out or see what else they're offering right now because I really like that course. You know, just, it's so simple, but that simple thing just makes that person feel like they actually care, even that, you know, and that can be all automated, but it's, yeah, it's just simple little things that you can add. and. I think that's the biggest thing with the digital, you know, digital courses or digital, even when you do e-courses or challenges, like making sure there's that, okay, once you're done with the initial bit, how can you come back and keep those people engaged with your business and not just like, well, they didn't convert this time. So I've forgot those people and I'm moving on to the next round. I love that. So you were definitely reading my mind because literally my next question was, that's because I have my notebook guys when I interview people is ask her about automation stuff we can do. So I just love how you said, even just to send that check in email. So say if your, you know, course is supposed to be like a traditional, like six weeks course, would you say even like say a month after people are supposed to be done with it? So I guess technically it would be like 11 weeks after they purchased sending them that simple email of how's everything going with the course? Did you find everything? Okay. Just that sort of simple email. Yeah, that can be very simple. And I would just have a look at, depending on how long and involved your program is uh, or your course, as to when to check in. So, for example, one that I've done recently, the client has, you know, how to build your own e-course. And it's self-study. They do it all themselves. And we set up like a three weeks post the initial purchase, check in to see like how they're going, to just see if they have any questions or if they're stuck anywhere. And then there's another one you know, about two months later, that's like, what have you created? Come and share it in the Facebook group, you know? So we want to see what you're, it's that kind of like, we're actually interested in what you're doing with this learning, right? And then you following up, you can follow up later on, like six months down the track and say, you did this course, like how, you know, how is it panning out? Have you done another one? You know, it's simple things just, just to, like you're having a conversation with someone. So if you we're working one-on-one with a client, you would do the same thing. You might like check up on someone that you worked with a year ago and say, Hey, how are you going with that? Like, do you want to do something again? Or do do, do you know what I mean? Like just simple things like that human nature. You kind of, when you kind of get into this automation online space, you kind of forget that human stuff. You just almost become robotic. And that's what I love about the um, love your lips training stuff because you're teaching people how to have that personal conversation and having that personality that you just kind of forget when it's automated email. Yeah, that's so smart. And I think I, even to myself, I'm like, especially for some of my smaller courses, I'm like, I don't think that I follow up even like two months. <laughs> I'm like uh-huh. writing down little notes to myself. If you guys haven't told, like figured it out yet, when I have guests on the show, I try to make it for things that I'm not an expert in. So that way I can just get free coaching. I'm like, <laughs> questions that the audience wants right now. I'm doing air quotes as I'm sure you guys all can hear, but like, that is, that is so brilliant. And especially even I just want to pull something out of it, how you said for that two month email, how you can be like, Oh, show your creation in the Facebook group. It seems like even if you set up these couple of emails, not that it can take the place of say having a Facebook group for people that just aren't about that community life or like you at one point when you have three kids, three businesses, all this other stuff, sometimes you just don't want to as a creator to have a Facebook group, but it seems like having this really strong post-purchase sequence, it doesn't seem like it takes too long to set up. It's really going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And even if that was, yeah. So if you don't have a Facebook group um, or anywhere that people, you know, gather together. So some of those online teaching platforms, they have that kind of space, but even that check-in where you say, you know, did you get stuck somewhere? Just reach out if you can answer a simple questions or you can give them like, oh, you're stuck there. You know, if it's a simple response, that's fine. Or, or you can guide them, oh, you might need to do this or go back to this module or, you know, things, just simple things like that. Because if they get stuck halfway through a self-study course, you don't want them to just stop doing it. 
mm. right? And just disappear off the face of the planet because A, you'll never know. Yeah. You can look at your reports from your, te- your your course platform and have a look. Okay, well, everyone kind of seems to be dropping off. Like when you do a challenge, right? And your five-day challenge yeah. and you see everyone drop off after day three. <clears throat> and that you're just checking in to see how where they're getting stuck because if you can keep them going to the end because you know that's where they actually get the result like that if they're doing all of it not just 60 percent or 20 percent they actually going to get the result and that's when they're going to say oh man i did this course and it was amazing like look what i've done if they get stuck at 20 percent or 60 percent they're not going to do that mm-hmm. so it's just about, you You know, you've worked so hard to bring them in. You know, you're doing all of the social media and the content and all of the things to get them over the line for the sale. Let's make sure they actually get the results so that they can go and spread the word of mouth for your business. So smart. So I, of course, I have two questions that I wanted to ask. <laughs> and so I'm just going to ask them as a twofer and then you can just break them apart if you need to. So my first thing was like, should somebody like hire a team for this? Cause I'm like, you know, for customer service, do you think that like everyone should be hiring like a VA or do you think that solopreneurs should do that themselves? So that's really the first question. But then the second one, and actually it's a little bit more interesting than that one would actually be when somebody signs on to be your client, what is sort of the first things that you can look for? If you're just so, like, Yeah. So like for myself, when I take on um, a one-on-one coaching client, particularly is looking for helps for funnel. The first thing I always do is go look at their thank you page. Cause I want to make sure they're actually utilizing it. And most people kind of tend to forget or it's crappy. So like, I would love to know, like, what are the first, like two or three things? I'm sure you have to do a massive audit of people when you take them on. What's like the first kind of key thing that you sort of look for? Like, do they actually have this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So whether you do it solo or a team, you can do either personally, like, a solo person can absolutely do it. And I don't want to say like it all has to be automated and extreme extravagant. Like it just has to be little things that you can implement. Um, and even if that was just when your customer pays your invoice, they get a thank you receipt that has like, I don't know, something like a heartfelt message or something like that. That's, and that can be automated, but you can do that through your QuickBooks or Zero or whatever platform you're using, Dubsado or whatever. You can set that up. That would take like five minutes or something. Um, but just little things along the way. And you can build from that as you go. So if that's you finish a coaching package with someone, you put it in your diary to follow up with them one month later. And you, that can be a manual process. But it's just little things like how can I improve this relationship? Because they're all like with any kind of marketing, it's relationship building. So if this was a friend, how can I keep this relationship and positive how can I um, improve that space so the same with like any kind of so this is the big this is kind of where I came from because my background was SEO and blogging and content and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. content marketing so when they come to your blog so whether from wherever how is that experience that user experience for the if they're reading through your page is it coherent is there too many fonts going on this goes back to the you know one of the podcasts you've done Mm-hmm. Um, with that web designer we're talking about how many fonts you have and colors you have on the page is it distracting is there a one clear call to action or is there a next step or are they going to they finish the blog and they're like yeah, I love that but there's no clear next actionable step or it's not mobile optimized so it they just leave and they miss you know you're spending all this money and energy and effort to get people to your website or your sales page or your blog Mm-hmm. And then they just go away because they didn't have a good experience. So anyway, back to the original question, solo or team, you can do either. If you get a team, I think, you know, have a team that understands what you're trying to achieve, what kind of relationship you're trying to build, um, what the experience is that you're trying to create. So how do you want your customer to feel when they work with you? Do you want them to feel nurtured and cared for? Um, do you want them to feel this is a professional educating, um, space, like having to think about those key, like feeling words and how you can put them into the language you use in your writing, the imagery you pick, um, how you deliver content, how you follow up those sort of processes. So if you're going to go down the team route, you will still need to be very clear or you need someone who can give you that advice on how it can be presented and implemented. 
Um, and then the second question you had was, um, what to do when you have a client come to you? Is that right? Yeah. So like when you are taking on one of your clients, cause there's just so many great things that you just talked about, but like when someone is like, Robin, I need you in my life, just take my cash or fantastic. What are some of the first couple things that you sort of look for maybe even in your sort of analysis of new clients, like that sort of thing? You're like, Oh, do they have that already set up or one of those types of scenarios? Yeah. So the same thing. So like you said, where you go and check out their thank you page, um, we have like a, you can do like a quick audit really and just see where things are at. So if they're specifically saying like, I need help with this digital marketing space, like what is happening? I've created all this stuff or I've had all these millions of ideas that I've created over the last five years and I don't know what's happening with them. They're just there. Yep. So you can kind of have a quick look and see, okay, well, how's this all functioning? Where are some immediate holes to fill? How can, and then how can we amplify that? Um, but I do have like a new self audit tool that you can download from my website um, that kind of steps you through some of the key customer touch points that you have on, especially in the online space. And that covers everything from like your social media profiles and pages and content through to your website and then through to your actual like client contact. So whether that's onboarding, invoicing, follow up after the sale, um, or so it kind of gives a quick look at, okay, where's the immediate touch points? Are there any holes that I can fix right now? And what are some other things that I can come back to later and fix? Yeah. Oh, so definitely, you know, let us know where we can get that. Yeah. So you can go to optimizinggrowonline.com.au forward slash bonus. Ooh, and you can download it from there. Excellent. So we'll definitely make sure that we put that in the show notes because I feel like uh, especially after someone sort of sees the list, not that you can get overwhelmed, but you can kind of see why sometimes it does really help to have that sort of extra set of eyes of somebody to go through this. So I'd be a little bit remiss if I didn't actually ask this, and I don't know if it falls under the customer experience umbrella, but mm -hmm. how do you, like, do you help clients sort of navigate those awkward conversations with clients, whether it's like one-on-one -on -one and say somebody didn't pay versus like, or even like courses, like when people have like reoccurring payments and people fail, like, do you guys sort of shape a little bit of like what to do when the money stops and it's not supposed to? Yes. <laughs> and it's depending on how, like, so if you've got, if it's just you and your business and you, those kinds of conversations can feel really icky because they're coming directly at you. There's no gatekeeper. You're not protected from that energy exchange, right? So you can do things like, add automated series so if their payments failed you can send them a reminder and it can just be very friendly and light and then you know you're having a conversation with someone like hey your payment hasn't gone through like just want to log in and check that your details are still up to date or you know whatever it is um but yes we definitely help people have those conversations when it's one-on-one -on -one with clients sometimes you know we can't be there in the space at the time but I, I had a conversation yesterday actually with someone who runs a freelance business and she's like, I've got this client and they want to do this and it's money related and it just feels like, what am I meant to do? Here's a conversation. Here's what you can say. Here's what you can send in an email so that you can keep that positive line of communication. So even though they're not going to continue working with you, if they come back in three months because whatever option they're going with next isn't going to work out or they want to come back for something else, it's still a happy, positive environment. It's going to work 100% of the time, but it's just different ways that you can approach it. The And again, it comes back to the language you use and the way that you phrase it. That it's a timely response, but it's still that pleasant relationship um, so that they still see your business in a, in a good light even though they're not doing business with you anymore, they might still have a friend that comes to them and say, Hey, you know, I need a website done. Who do you recommend? And they, you know, you give people like, Oh, you can see so-and-so or you can go and see so-and-so. Um, but yeah, so we do give strategies for email conversation or things to say to a client to navigate those hard, icky feeling conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I would say they're a little bit like, awkward yeah and sometimes you know there's just gonna be those 
really bad days and those not so nice clients that you just have to put them in the box for an <laughs> come back to that. <laughs> so I would love to know, especially because this year on Inbox Besties, as you guys know, we're really trying to incorporate not all the sunshines and rainbows of running businesses because like, let's be real, like it can be challenging some days. Some days you kind of want to be like, I wish I had just worked at McDonald's because you <laughs> it and be like, that's fine. I'll make the best fries ever. And then I'll go home and I'll leave my free fries. But <laughs> I would love to know, especially when you were just talking about like having to put your feelings in the box. Can you think back to a time, whether it was one you know, when you're running either your magazine or this business, or even one that you were first starting out, even like the shop where you were just like, it was just challenging. Like, it was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. And, oh, there's so many, so many times where I've had that, like, taking my ball and I'm going home. Like I'm done. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot. And especially when you have, you know, anyone with, kids at home and they you know when they all get sick the whole family's sick and then your business you've got clients that are still like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you're like no look I'm done I have got nothing left why did I do this this is stupid um <laughs> but oh and like I was saying before when coming into the digital marketing space and then getting starting to get more work and requests for that kind of marketing that didn't feel right Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't feel good doing these things. I don't feel good setting up these spammy funnels. I don't like, yeah, it was just not nice. And I was like, why, you know, this is my business. This is how I'm living my day-to-day -day life. Is this what I really want to be doing? No, this is, and that's kind of where I pivoted, but um Oh, there's so many times. Those spammy clients, or was it after sort of the last contact <laughs> one? Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Now I know how to. Uh, I struggle saying no for a long, long time, um, and now I'm just getting better at that boundaries and just saying like, no, this is not the work I want to be doing. I need to be doing the work with people who want to build that connection with their customer. They want to. They actually care. They're actually trying to make a difference and they're creating things that they genuinely want to make a difference to other people's lives. And that's the kind of people I want to work with, not just I want to make a dollar. So let me build a course and a funnel and a, let's see how many people can, will actually buy it. Like that's not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have totally to different kind of, yeah, like, kind of like, do, <laughs> You do not have to name names at all. But when you had said there are just certain things that you just say, especially no to now, like no questions asked, what was like one thing, if you can remember while you were doing it, you're like, I need to take a shower or I can't believe this person is doing this. Like, can you remember like a specific thing where you're just like, this is bull. Um, one of them it you know like getting fake likes or really cheap likes to make it look like they're popular and then kind of using that in yeah. their marketing and I was like oh. mm, that's not oh, the point that's like <laughs> that oh you nailed it that's gross like oh oh my goodness were they you don't have to say this out loud obviously I might ask you off the air but like were they selling like a course like how to get like 10,000 likes or how to be a social media influencer when they bought all their influencer like follow no but they were just trying to make it look good so that they can say like oh look we've had all of these you know people come through the program but oh. they were totally just fake spammy numbers i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so gross i know like y'all know from being in the inbox besties universe we're like that's just like not the way that we rule at all oh my goodness there are so many amazing things and I would love to know, I'm going to pick your brain just once more. You had mentioned <laughs> almost at the top of this interview about trying to do things in a unique way. And I do know they're like, well, if I tell all your listeners, it won't be that unique anymore. But let's be real, guys. Some of you are listening to this while you're cleaning the house or at the gym. So you might not implement. Like, well, just call it what it is. But what are some of the unique ways that you're seeing, especially in the online space, since it is getting more crowded, especially in the coaching and digital product industries where most of our listeners are at? What's something unique that you think that people can do to really make themselves stand out to their customers and their following? Um, offering that, I think, putting themselves there to say, 
as the support. So what I see a lot of is, well, they've just signed up for that course and they get no digit, like they get no support. That's what they've signed up for, but they've given money to your business. So I think offering that support or that help, and even if it was just that two line email to check in, like it's something different that so many people are not doing. Um, and like the onboarding experience, like I was saying before, so something like clear contracts that are pretty and easy to read. I'm not saying pretty like flowers all over it, but you know, lot, you know, clear headlines, there's spacing, it's in, in normal human language. Um, I love the then, idea that you had of sending stuff in the mail. So you guys will hear me rustling, but as Robin knows for being in there, like I've got cards and I'm sending out to people who might love your list. I might be a little late in the mail to some people, but it's like slowly but surely everyone is getting a handwritten note thanking them for, well, letting me be a part of their journey. And I feel like, like you said, it's just that little extra touch. Like there are some big, big people that I bought courses for that were really big investments and you just never get any personal touches. I figure at yeah. any price point, you can do a little something. And the thing is, so when you do the handmade made thing, it's something that people go, Ooh, and they share it because people don't get like, I don't know about in the States, but in Australia, like getting mail now is you just don't really get it very often because everything's digital. Like everything's emailed to you, your bank statements, your council rates, all that kind of stuff. Um, so nothing really comes in the mail. And when you get something in the mail, so when I was running the store, like you would wrap it up in like pretty twine or just add some like washi tape or send a little postcard with a thank you message on it. And it's like, Oh, cool. And then they share it on social media. They're doing your marketing for you. And they have that like, oh, they care about me feeling. So it's good. Okay. And it's really cheap to do. Right? Like it's not that hard. I think the biggest thing for most people, and I was like, why was it taking me so long to do these cards? And for myself, when I actually broke down with my coach, you guys have heard that episode with Jessica Lauren. It was one, I was afraid I was going to misspell stuff on the cards because even though I get paid <laughs> buku dollars, trade words on the internet, there's spell check there. And two, it was the physical act of having to go to the post office. <laughs> like I have to get stamped. You can hire someone audience. to do that, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, even my husband would have done it for me. He's like, well, I'll just do it. I'm like, oh, because I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. So once you actually break it down, like the barrier to entry, I mean, the cards that I got, I mean, it was really cute because it fits in my branding, but they were like a dollar, guys. So it's not like this is a large investment. The most is going to be postage. And I feel like if someone is giving you some money, like in you know, my care, like, you know, love your list is what, like 700, 500, like depending on when you actually got it into what season and their price just keeps going up. It's like, I think I can manage to get a dollar card and send it in the mail. <laughs> yeah. And even that, when you get to the end of a coaching package or a mm -hmm. project, sending something to wrap up that, ex you know, that yeah. exchange with the client to finish that up because so many uh, professionals even that I've worked with or that I know they get to the end and then it just there's nothing there's nothing for the client to say well what's next or when will you check in again or how do I know this is actually working in three months time like there's nothing it's like okay we've done the project you've paid the bill done the end so All just right. having that something there at the end very simple to do but it's Awesome. And, and, and I know it like all sounds like real common sense once you hear it, but it's stuff yes. that we just forget when we get in the, in the online space and we're like, oh, well, I just have to post on social media today and I have to do this. We reframe that and go, how can I care for my clients? They focus on that for 30 minutes and then do the marketing. I love that. I love that. Or even like 15. Like, I feel like we yeah. at least have 15 minutes and like, you, especially guys, if you're not a much of a typer if you are like if you're like me and you're more like a talker i'll put a link down below i send loom videos l-o-o-m to like everyone who replies back to me and people love them because i think that especially in the online space with all like the influencers like too good to ever answer an email people are like shocked and i'm like this is way easier for me i don't have to worry about typos you're like bang 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 i'm right out and people love them so i have one more question because i know we said we're gonna wrap this up besides where everyone can find you and that is do you have maybe a couple of automation tools that you just think are really good or like your go-tos that some people, if they're looking for, you know, apps for automation or things to keep themselves organized that you would recommend? So I love ActiveCampaign. 
-hmm. right now um and especially like there's all different tiers but the middle tier mm -hmm. allows you to automate a lot of your online store stuff as well mm -hmm. um as well as kind of your sales side of things as well um and i find that's really helpful because even if it's just like internal automation so you're automating things like an email gets sent back to me seven days after a client's contacted but i might not have you know i need to follow up with them now because you know i've sent them a, a proposal or something something that um reminds me to do stuff um what else so that's yeah i think that's my go-to tool at the minute that i just rave about because i just love all the possibilities that are, that are within active campaign um i know that lots of people love dubsado as well in terms of the, you know the freelancers and solopreneurs and creatives they love dubsado because they can automate things like a client signs the contract and the contracts are really like beautifully presented yeah and then they get the invoice and then they can it automatically populates things you know through their automated workflows so i think that's another um really awesome tool Excellent. Thank you so much. And when you actually sort of, again, look at the cost of these things versus one, how much goodwill you're bringing in, but honestly, how much more revenue you're going to bring in just because of that word of mouth or like, you know, if somebody has a really nice experience, like what we call their EZS offer, it is almost a no brainer for them to go one step up to your higher courses or like, how else can I work with you? Or can we do this? Like, and eventually your audience will start almost creating better offers for you. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, we'll do that. Give me an extra five. And, okay. <laughs> and if it's in like, if you know, if you're in dead set startup mode or you're thinking about it, you might not have the cash flow for some of these tools. But even things, so when going back to when I was starting up as a freelancer myself, in the calendar, so at the end of the month when I look at all the analytics and do the books and do all of that kind of stuff, I would have follow up with anyone that's contacted you or done, but you know, follow up with clients and I might just put names in there and it's just in my diary, like in my Google calendar, right? Yeah. And that's just a simple thing you can do. So you're like, okay, cool. That's my reminder on the first of the month. Okay. Let me check in on these clients who's paid, who's not because you're doing the books, but then, okay, who can I follow up with that I haven't talked to for a while or I haven't heard from or that we can maybe extend on a project, you know? Yeah. So, so smart. All right, Robin, I know that like, I have like five pages full of notes. You guys probably <laughs> have heard me. And this is one that I'm definitely going to be like re-listening to or listen to again. Definitely want that audit sheet. So let us know where we can get that again. And also where we can follow you on social and any place else that we're like all things Robin, because we need to have better customer service experiences. <laughs> Okay, so you can find me online at optimizeandgrowonline.com.au forward slash bonus to get that freebie for the customer experience um, self-audit tool. Um, and all of my socials are on there as well. So you can check them out there, but you can just search for Optimize and Grow Online or Google search me Robin Kybird. It's a very unique name. I'm sure you'll find me top of the list. <laughs> Yay. I mean, my uh, name is my married name. So I took my husband's last name of Doster and there's one other Doster. I feel a little bad for her because she was a local photographer, like in Arizona. And like, again, when you know anything about all in marketing, like I dominate that SEO. If anyone searches for <laughs> her name, I think she's second page at this point. Like I am all of the results. <laughs> That's good. It's good right, for I you. Guess, right? I guess if they search for her name plus her state, maybe it would work out. But like, I guarantee you I'm going to show up. So thank you so much, Zoe. This was such an amazing interview. And it's giving us so many amazing nuggets. So thank you again. And I'll see you later. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, guys, like I kid you not, and you're actually going to hear this on the audio, probably I have like five pages worth of notes from talking to Robin. And I feel like I could have talked to her for like ever and ever and ever. So the first thing that I want to remind you guys is to head over to Robin's website, optimizeandgrowonline.com.au slash bonus. So there's a link in the show notes that way you guys can get it. So that way you can actually get your customer service audit sheet. Like I know I definitely did this because there are things, especially in my smaller level packages that, you know, things like trailing for traffic, I'll be honest with you, where I, you know, have, you know, the first couple of emails down, like I teach and love your list, but I never even thought like two months out to be able to be like, Hey, what have you created with this? Come show us in a Facebook group or six months out, you know, what's going on? Are you still using this? And like, just checking in with people like you normally would kind of with a friend. And that's really where I love 
Robin's approach. It is really just taking maybe like 15 to 30 minutes max out of your day. And instead of like creating, I don't know, 80 Instagram stories, actually writing some handwritten notes to some clients. Now, I understand that when you get to a point where you scale your business, they're like, oh my goodness, like there's so much. But if you actually scale your business to the fact where you have so many customers, then you've got revenue to actually take care of all those backend things like playing with Canva so that way you have time to do these handwritten notes. That way you don't have to worry about postage and you can send people little gifts in the mail or you can send them little Loom videos, so L-O-O-M, so that way they can actually feel nurtured and taken care of. Not only is this going to lower your overall refund rate, but it is actually going to get you more customers because your word of mouth, which is so important, even in this digital age where we can just, you know, give Zucks and Pinterest money to get in front of our ideal people, it means so unbelievably much. So the first thing that I want you guys to think of is, I don't want you're like, oh my goodness, like I have to overhaul everything. Like I blow at this. Just go even to that thank you page. Go through your own sales funnel in particular and be like, what's on this thank you page after somebody buys? I know for some of my courses, I was like, I don't even remember. And I looked at it now and I'm like, oh God, this is awful looking. So going for that, customizing those invoices, actually putting into your Trello board or even your Google calendar that, hey, this person's been with me for a month. Let's go ahead and check up. And I know that's something, especially because I don't take one-on-one -on -one clients too, too often. Let me know if you do want to be one of my very, very exclusive one-on-one -on -one clients, kate at katedoster.com. But I even put that in my calendar of like, do a six-month check-in and ask people how you're doing. What have you been up to? Send them like a little virtual cup of coffee. And these are little things that do not take a lot of time or money to set up, but they're gonna have a huge impact. Now, one of the key tools that Robin talked about, which is actually a tool that I use myself, is Active Campaign. And Active Campaign is actually an email service provider, but what's really cool is you can set up automations to like email yourself. So for example, if somebody joins a certain list, I can have it send me an email in like three weeks to be like, hey, you know, send an email to this particular person welcoming them to the course. So I love how she's really maximizing her dollars in the tools that she's looking to utilize. Of course, we also talked about Dubsado, which I have a free trial for you guys down below in the show notes if you wanna take it on that. But the big, big thing, guys, is just treat people the way you'd wanna be treated and don't be afraid of having those awkward conversations. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.